My money, my body, now your own. It's over your body. If I tell you, say I love you, oh. My money, my body, now your own. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry, uh, King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. And today is a special one yet again. We're on the road to the hundredth, the hundredth. I'm, I'm, I'm lisping now. The hundredth <laughs> episode, and I have a very special guest, someone I've been wanting to bring on for quite some time now. And the stars have aligned. The time is a, cr- a crazy difference, though, but it had to happen. I'm so glad we're here talking right now. It is beautiful. Right now that I have on the show is a native of Australia, specifically Brisbane, current re- resident in Brisbane, Australia, which I believe is in Queensland. I believe yep. it is. It is, right? Mm-hmm. Look at me doing a little homework. And <laughs> currently, she's not only a, a influencer, a social media influencer, but also a model within her own right. It is You should definitely go to her page. She'd be really giving all types of life where she just gives just this just imbues positivity and just speaks so much heavily on self-care, body positivity and a slew of other things. Not only is she. Uh, interesting person to talk to but she's a person who coincidentally found my show I don't know even I don't even know how the connection came (laughs) and I'm never you know ashamed of how people connect I'm just glad it happens let me introduce Lauren Burton how you doing? <laughs> Good. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I do what I can. You know, I do what I can. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so, Lauren, because I did have to admit, I almost forgot that part. Because um, I, I remember when we first spoke, I think you told me that you found my profile or the show or whatever through uh, Benny Roosevelt, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that's right. I, I love his work. And, um, I don't know. I think I saw a photo that he took of you and I was like, okay. And then I checked out your page and then, um, yeah, then I saw that you did a podcast and started listening to the podcast and started following you. So yeah. I love how you say podcast. podcast. <laughs> I love that. But no, <clears throat> no, yeah. I'm not going to gas your voice the whole episode. I'm going to try my best Thanks. not to, but no, um, that's beautiful. Um, I wonder what picture it was when you say that. I really do. Oh, I know exactly what picture it was. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yes. Which one was it? I, I think it was you at some, I think it might have been homecoming last year or some kind of event. Oh. And you were wearing like this, it looked like a like a little linen shirt with like a waistcoat and you're wearing like a leopard print scarf or something like oh. cute. And you had your hair like wrapped up. Yeah, that got me. That's the one that got me. Yes. <laughs> you know the one. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's my, yeah. um, I think a, one of those photos is from, uh, is on my like Twitter profile right now. So yeah, I know that. I love yeah. that one. And people. It was I, a vibe. I love that photo. Oh, oh, what's crazy is people were so, cause my school is, I went to an HBCU. 
And I know I think I think we spoke about this like months ago. Yes. It's not only a beautiful experience, but when you talk about fashion, I'm talking about Mm -hmm. putting clothes on. It's a competition. You know what I'm saying? There's no regular. There's no regular. I'm talking about it was every day going to class. You know, (laughs) I would not be surprised if our professors looking at us like y'all are like doing a whole lot, you know, and that was on both sides, male and female. No matter what your style was, you had to kill everybody who dressed similar to you and just in general. So if you was a dude who wore suits, then you had to be the flyest dude in these suits. Your stuff had to be tailored to the gods. Your stuff had to be trim and fit. Even if you was a bigger do you still got to be fly with it and same with yeah. the other side like the ladies yeah. had to keep that hair done them heels had to still be on even though there's little wow. brick like a brick almost like imagine like a boardwalk of sorts like a brick boardwalk like cobblestone, like cobblestone called Ooh. the promenade that went throughout <laughs> the whole campus and some of the oh and it's old gosh. it's old it's like it's from 1996 is when they first installed it so you can imagine some of these bricks ain't sturdy you know some of these bricks are unsafe <laughs> And you got women in You're six. Like 1996 is old, okay? I was yeah, you got women in six-inch heels just stepping on the stepping right into that, and they they a lot of them made it happen. And I'm and it's mm. look. So I had to come with something different. I was like, I really want to use this. I really want to wear like a little ascot number. People are never ready for that, you know, because mm. they don't. I don't think people really know how to confidently wear it and put it on and just keep yeah. it pushing. And yeah. um. And that was actually Benny Roosevelt's like uh, camera bag, and it was a little vintage number. And I was like, "Oh, this perfect! I'm just wearing this. Don't even worry about it. You got your camera in your hand. I'm gonna put my little phone and everything in there, and I'm gonna just keep it pushing." And it was oh cool. God. It was cool. It was. I got a lot of great uh, compliments on that. That post was like, "That's a, it was like a." It was like you giving these like safari vibes. Like you like, yes, I, I like that. Safari. It was like wild. But um, yeah, it was so good. Yes, yes. But no, I like that, and I wish like I because in Australia we wear um, uniforms, like from you know prep to grade twelve, we wear uniforms, so you never really get to like express yourself with fashion. So that's one thing I definitely was always jealous of kids that grew up in the states, like going to school, like yeah. going to university, wearing whatever you want, so you can really like express your personality and stuff. So I love that. It's changing a lot though. Like a lot of schools districts are trying to move towards especially when I was you know in high school uh, a lot of them are definitely changing to a where they kind of have some type of dress code it may not be uniforms specifically mm. but it's like a dress code of sorts where you have to wear a specific color and a specific mm. you know type of pant and whatnot and um, yeah. that was whack and I think that's what you know makes everyone kind of step their game up once they do leave because they are actually yeah. able to just wear whatever um, yes. but let's let's stay on you and your experience okay. right mm-hmm. I would love I would yeah. love for you know everyone who's listening to not only get even a good just kind of you know overview of who you are but I would love to know I guess I guess when you think of Australia you always I think you imagine so many different things and when you think about the people I feel like you imagine so many different things nowadays in the states people think Australians they think of it's probably their favorite actors and actresses and certain performers you know think about the Hemsworths and the Iggy's of the world you know there isn't uh, I, well at least in my mind a 
a very popular, you know, black face that we know of on this side that is Australian. If they are Australian, we just haven't heard them speak. <laughs> and they've been <laughs> yeah. in, they've been in movies and doing the things because that happens all the time for so many actors and performers where it's like, oh, this motherfucker from Australia? Who knew? Um, yeah. But yeah. I would love to know how in the hell did you and your family end up in Australia of all places? Like, there has to yeah. be some history there, right? Yeah, okay. Well, um, so first of all, we, um, I was born in South Africa. Both of my parents are South African. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, my parents were escaping apartheid. Um, so we moved to Australia in 1989. And my dad's sister uh, was already here. Um, she had come over and married an Australian guy and basically told us, you know, how great life is over here and stuff. So um, my dad was just getting into his career. He's a boilermaker. Um, and so he was, you know, just becoming successful. He'd set up his own business and we were doing well. You know, we just built a house and all that kind of stuff. But um, I guess they they sacrificed all that for a chance for us to have a better life and to not endure like the suffering that they had endured throughout the apartheid. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. We just immigrated, um, which was very lucky because not a lot of people made it over. Um, there's quite a big South African community over here. Mm. Um, so it's, it's not uncommon to like, I think, Almost everyone here knows someone that's South African. So, um, yeah, so that was that. And then, uh, so we immigrated in 89 and then, yeah, just we've been living here ever since. Like we've, we, um, my parents like made a point for us to go back every five years and see our family and um, experience the culture and make sure we know where we come from and all of that. So, um, yeah, that's it. I see, I see. That's how we ended up here. (laughs) So I guess... Uh, have you, you know, have you been able to, so since you kind of were kind of reared up and raised within that, within the country, I guess, what do you think about it now? It was a, for your parents, it was a, you know, a place of refuge and a place to create a better space for you, you know, for their children. Now, how do you feel? Do you still love living in Brisbane? Oh yeah, I love it. Like I always love going home and whenever I get there, I just feel like straight away, as soon as we land and I look outside, I I feel embraced by the people and it feels like home. Mm. But, um, but I definitely am grateful that they made the move because life here is just so much better. Like I wouldn't have been able to have half the opportunities that we have here. You know, like I have, I still have cousins and stuff back home and, and look at, I mean, they're, they're not, they're well off, like they're doing well and stuff, but it's life is just so much easier here. Mm. I would I would assume because how many how many siblings how many siblings do you have and everything? Um, I had one brother um, who passed away, so it was just the two of us. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm mad I even asked it now. No, it's okay. No, but I w- I was asking because I was wondering, you know, your parents being, you know. Being immigrants as well, that I assume that they don't sound like you. Like the no, way they still have a full-on South African accent. How is that? Like, do yeah. they teach yeah. you about you speaking? I uh, guess sounding. I guess to. Aussie. 
Huh? <laughs> they used to, but not anymore. Like they understand. Like up until I was probably five and started going to school, I also had a South African accent because I was only around them. Like mm-hmm. I didn't go to kindy or daycare or anything. So like obviously they were the only people that I was hearing speak. So I spoke like them. Um, but it was when I started preschool that you know, my best friend would be like, if I said something the wrong way, he wouldn't listen to me. So I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, come here. Uh, and he'd be like, no, it's come here. And like, mm. he wouldn't come until I said it his way. Mm, okay. <laughs> so that's how like I lost, you know, I learned that, you know, if I want to be heard, I have to speak how they speak. So, mm. Damn, that's interesting. I, mm. I, I, so I guess now, what has I guess what has led you to now be to do to be not only an influencer, but what has led you to do what you're doing now currently on social media? Um, not not only just modeling, but just the energy that you are putting out, the positivity, just what makes you do this now? Like what has led mm-hmm. you to do all these things? Like, did you did yeah. you get a, did you study this in school? And so now this is kind of like your way of, you know, doing some therapy on the world. Like, what <laughs> is it? You know, like, tell me yeah. what I guess what a part of you has led you to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I did psychology in school. Mm. And um, so like the mind and mental health, the way people think, why we think the way we do has always been like a passion of mine and something I'm really interested in. So, um, but in regards to starting the page, I, um, like I told you, my brother passed away um, two years ago and losing him, I guess, was the biggest um thing that jolted me to start the page because I was literally started like I was talking about starting this page for like two years Mm. before he had um, passed away and I was like always too scared or too shy like because I'm a real introvert and I've always like kind of grown up to like not do anything to out there you know you just kind of like be a well-behaved daughter do you know what I mean and you know get married and have kids and do the whole thing like tick the boxes that you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and um I guess like when I lost my brother I was like you know stuff this I'm tired of holding myself back from doing things that I really want to do um so that's what prompted me to start the page and um yeah like I said I was talking about it for a long time and I'm like seeing all these girls online you know getting paid to um, promote brands and do all these different things and travel and make money. And I was like, why can't I do that? Mm. Like I can do this. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I just got tired of holding myself back and I just went for it. And yeah, it was the best thing that I could have done because like out of it, I've, you know, gotten back into modeling. Like I hadn't modeled for, 10 years Mm. so I used to model when I was a teenager so from the age of 14 to 19 I had a five-year modeling contract and um when I was 19 that's when I met my husband and I started we started traveling together and um my contract ran out and the agency didn't want to renew me because as it was like I was hardly getting any work because like um diversity wasn't really embraced as much as it is now and looking the way I look in where I live, um, it, where I live is very tropical and beachy. So basically like the face of where I live is like the blonde, um, that blue eyes. Yeah. yeah I, that, so. that tropical and beachy. 
and blonde does not because I, I mean yeah. it, everyone who's listening to this I really <laughs> I ain't want to interrupt That's you crazy. but I want you to now go to Lauren's page which is <laughs> I believe it's agape underscore yes agape yes. underscore Lauren and see this skin see how she looks and if she doesn't look like she's supposed to be on that beach that she on in them pictures that you're gonna see then you you get back at me and tell me and we can discuss that offline all right but continue yes yes it's it's funny that you think that because to me it makes perfect sense like because Mm -hmm. that's that is what the look is here it's like the blonde hair blue eyes you know skinny big boobs that is the gold coast that's what the gold coast is like known for and so it's crazy that you would think that my look is tropical which i get it like i get it yeah 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 <laughs> get some of it get some of that <laughs> but yeah uh, like apparently you know to bookers and to agents my look is not tropical can you see so. the sand on all these pale models unless they got like a little bit of tan? They got to have a little <laughs> bit of tan to make that beachy, sandy look really, you know, pop off. Can't be laying in the beach and you can't even see the sand on your body. You know, that's what I'm thinking about it. Like contrast. It's, some, it's something in there that makes it even better. Hey, that's, that's a good point. I'm yeah, just, just standing out in the water, you know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting again. Continue. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think I was saying, um, yeah, so I was 19, started traveling. They didn't want to renew me. So I kind of just continued on with my life and I was, I was a little bit heartbroken, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but, um, like, cause I really felt like, especially like throughout those five years, like I kept, you know, I'm a Christian. So I kept, you know, talking to God and being like, is this what you want me to do? Like, because, um, you know, modeling wasn't really an acceptable like career path back then. It was like, you just do it as like a hobby or, you know, oh, you're pretty. And I didn't want the whole thing to be like, I knew that I offered so much more than what I look like. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, um, just be known for how I look. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I went to uni and stuff and, and studied, like I did my psychology and then I did my master's in human rights. And like, I always had a passion to, to give and to, to teach. Um, so yeah, so basically, um, yeah, continued on living my life, came back to Australia, had kids and stuff. And like, I kind of just dropped the idea of modeling. Like I thought, you know, my body is totally changed and it's over for me. Um, so then like that kind of played into me not wanting to start the page because I kind of felt that like my time was over. Mm. And, um, so, so it was a really big deal for me to like start the page and, and not only start the page, but have like the feedback and be embraced by like everyone on my, in my community, um, showing me so much love. It just gave me that confirmation that this is something that I should be doing. Um, because I, I didn't know how it was going to be taken, you know, it could have been, it could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely grateful for everyone that's shown love and supported. And the funny thing was, is that I didn't tell anyone in my like offline world, like my friends and family didn't know about my page. Mm. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I was still too like embarrassed or shy or like didn't want them to really, 
I don't know. I've always had a problem with like expressing myself freely. I could do it. Yeah. So it, it was only until I entered this um, modeling competition with um, Cosmo magazine that I, uh, and won it, like that was the only reason I actually ended up telling my friends and family about um, my page because I, you know, wanted to, them to go there and vote for me and stuff. So that's kind of how everything came out um, in my offline um, world. So yeah, that's kind of how I got back into it. That's a beautiful story. And I, I love that, you know, I think I realized a long time ago that the way that we were speaks to what we should be doing now. And we have to like sometimes within our reflection kind of really pay attention to those, you know, minor and major things that we did when we were younger, uh, no matter what the age was, because I know for me. It's kind of a similar situation. I've always been a person who loved to speak and loved to talk. But I think as I got older, I got way more practical about my choices, way more mm. safer about yes. what I felt like I needed to do to survive, even though that I felt mm. like early on, you know, I always had this kind of, you know, creative flair. You know, I literally yeah. had notebooks on notebooks of like drawings of different characters. And I love just talking and telling stories and and just being dramatic in general. But yet, <laughs> yeah. for some reason, I kind of like allow that to kind of just sit on the, the back burner for my personality. And it still showed and it still it still I was still able to use it in certain aspects. Mm as it's something that was, you know, like, like you said, like a hobby or something auxiliary or yeah. just some extracurricular. Yeah. But the main thing was me like going to school for business because then I know yeah. for sure that I'll be, you know, get a job somewhere and make yeah. enough money to live type exactly. of thing. And it's just, uh, and now I'm in a place now where I think before I even graduated, I realized that that was why I was so lost with what mm. I was about to embark next because it's yeah. like none of these jobs are going to be fulfilling for me. Yeah. I've always known that I never really wanted to work for someone um, yeah. for like a long part of my life. I think I was definitely uh, one of those first millennials to be like, I don't know about working for somebody else, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I definitely had that trend because I remember feeling that way even in back in high school. Like I need to learn how to be my own boss as soon yeah. as possible. Um, so it's a beautiful thing that you had signs or you already were doing, you know, Ooh, what you yeah. are now doing now. But now yeah. it's even more purposeful, more intentional and has yes. even another extra layers of yeah. substance added to them. Because just when you and I think it's interesting because I don't know the world that we live in, it's so crazy that, you know, you have beautiful people walking around every day. And that they can create an industry where you could, you being beautiful can benefit you. But at the same time, it because of that and because of that monetization, because of the, you know, the male gaze, and because of all the things that come with it, it almost makes you be like, I don't even know if I really want that. You know, yeah. I don't even know if that's really yeah. where my heart is. And I think that's yeah. is, that's the, the the terrible thing about this world at times where you can have a gift, you can have just natural talent and certain yeah. things. And it's like. The thing you being you and you doing the thing that you do well and naturally could literally put a bad taste in your mouth. And I think that's one of the most like 
the most worst sins that the world has ever done that artists so and creative true. people have can get to do what they really want to do in life. They are literally being mm. paid to paint, literally being paid yes. to speak, literally being paid it's to amazing. be someone to have a picture taken of them and for mm. clothes to just be placed on them. Yeah. And, but yet, once you get into the the mess of it all, into the nitty gritty of the industry, it's like I'm good. Like you, you do it yeah. as long as you can, and then people eventually just burn out. And I think that's one of the like most that's the worst things. And I understand why so many artists that I meet today um, not only take their time when it comes to kind of getting, I guess, almost legitimate, but also uh, just taking that leap of faith and going to the next level within their, within the art or within every industry they're in. Mm -hmm. But it's like, as soon as I like, you know, if I'm doing music and I'm loving the music I'm doing type of thing, as soon as I like get signed or get any type of representation mm-hmm. now, it's like going to dampen this, you know, this yeah. flair that I have. And I th- yes. <sighs> yeah. Cause you got to conform to a certain extent. Yeah. And especially when you're creative, like those two things don't work together. You no. really have to have that freedom to, to be yourself and be creative. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard to juggle. Yeah. You really got to be strong and stay strong in your in your creativity and and realize that not everyone's going to be for you i agree i agree and i see i see if you would have like oh it would have been so great if you would have like just stayed in psychology too because you would have you have the the most soothing voice to just like somebody (laughs) even if you don't even like say that many words just to be like well how does that make you feel (laughs) i think somebody would cry and have a breakthrough just from that because they're like oh my god that's so crazy to me because I'm so self-conscious about my voice. Like I've told you this before. I'm so feel like my voice is just so annoying. <laughs> so it's crazy. Like you and a couple of other people have said um, that same thing that my voice is so soothing. And I'm like, yeah, what? yeah, you could, you could definitely, you could, you know, put it on some meditated yoga uh, apps or something. <laughs> I don't know. You could, it sounds, it's that sounds very similar to that to me. I have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking into some voice acting stuff too. I'll send it your way. Um, awesome. But no, you said you know you travel with your husband, and I would love to know uh, exactly because I know I, we've spoken about you. You know, you coming to the states and, be, and living in the states for quite some time um, because I believe you're, because of your husband's work. I would love to yeah. know what were your first impressions of. Mm. <laughs> the U.S. First, where were you? Like, where did you? Where did you guys move to yeah. first? And like, mm-hmm. what what was your first impression? Okay, first impression. So, I always, you know, growing up in Australia, always looked at like American culture, like you know, it's the best thing ever, and um, like really identified with you know being like one of the few black people in Australia, identified with the American culture. So, mm-hmm. I had this idea of how it was going to be when I came and. You know, I likened it, like I thought it was going to be, like, you know how I said, you know, when I land in South Africa, I'm just embraced instantly Uh and I feel like it's home. And so that's what I was expecting coming to the States. Damn. And... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> but yeah, so I continue, got a rude continue. Shock. Mm-hmm. I got a really rude shock um, landing in LAX. And, and then you was in um, LA. Yeah, so just, I mean, where whenever you come to the States from Australia, you have to go to LA mm-hmm. first. Um, 
So, yeah, it was different. It wasn't the, <laughs> the welcoming that I expected. Like, I definitely didn't feel embraced. I felt, um, it, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I kind of, I felt like an outsider. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really shocking to me because I was like, like, what do you mean? Like, I look like you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, um, your people, like, we are the same. And I definitely didn't get that vibe. Like, it was, um, yeah, it was weird. Um, I've, I definitely felt, um, like, the eyeballs on me. and uh, Felt very self-conscious. Um, wasn't used to people, like, staring and, um, and that. Like, yeah, I wasn't ready for that at all. Yeah. Yet again, I, I apologize for, you know, Americans, you know, with, with, <laughs> with, our, with our attitudes with certain things. It's crazy because America is so segmented in so many different ways. You know, it's people like, quote unquote, libertarian people who uh, have these political ideologies that America could be split up into, you know, various pieces just like Europe because some parts of us some parts of America are distinctively different than others and um, like from where I'm from because I grew up in you know what what we would call the southern part of uh, southern part of um, America the southern states and we are extremely like welcoming and it's such a thing as southern hospitality so it's like you be you're, you're nice for the sake of that's you could at least be nice that's kind of like the the mode. So you have random people speaking to you, random people yeah. wanting to, you know, just just say hey, just acknowledge your existence, yeah. which I believe is a beautiful or like thing. Smile. Yeah, that, which I believe <laughs> smile is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it it's that's one part, that's one region out of like four regions in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Because because you go because in the West Coast is such, uh, especially LA specifically, it's a mixture of people who are from LA, but a whole lot of transplants. So it's a whole lot of just strangers being in a place so I, it makes sense the vibe that you got and on top of that when you talk about people who, who look just like you I think I wouldn't be surprised if people you know who may just know just just you know enough about America have you know read a good about you know good a few things they realize the segment the how we segment each other within the race too you know yes. like if you look a certain way that. or if your skin is a certain complexion there is a certain history or a certain you know connotations that come with those things sadly yeah. so which is something that I think we're still to this yeah. day you know dealing with but it's a part of kind of like just where just where we are in the world and just where we are in the world and where we are with our you know history and how we're reacting to that so I, yeah I, like a, yet again i apologize you know i really That's do what, what is your favorite city that you've been to in america oh new york by far i yeah i love new york i cannot wait to live there like my goal is to like save up and buy an apartment there i love it you and everybody else <laughs> in the world <laughs> Yeah. I think everybody, everybody trying to save up. <laughs> Shoot. It's people yeah. who live in New York who are trying to save up to live in New York. <laughs> but no, no, that's that's not to uh that's not to steer you away. Get to New York, girl. Get to New York. But no. I um I wanna play I wanna play a little game of okay. fact checking for me. Um, um, this is from 
uh, a random site that I googled specifically about the differences in uh, Australia and the USA. Okay. This is teenabroad.org. So I think it comes from a site <laughs> of people trying to look up things for they study abroad in Australia. Um, let me okay. see. Let's see. I'm not probably. I'm not gonna go through all these. And some of these I feel like are pretty obvious. Number one, driving on the other side of the street on the other side of the car. Yeah, it's not that. That's not that deep. That's not that deep. Okay, this is a good one. Number two, different accents, slang, terminology, and spelling. Okay, I'm gonna read this to you. To me, being an American, Aussies have an accent and an awesome one at that. But they also have their own slang words and different terminology. Um, so first word is heaps, which they say, which they say yeah. means lots. Yes. <laughs> lollies. Yes. What, what, what is yeah. a lollies? A lolly. Growing up, lolly was my nickname that my grandpa gave Really? Me, which is basically like short for like lollipop. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so like you guys say candy, we say lollies. <laughs> I like how you, y'all say candy. <laughs> um, brekkie. Breakfast. Brekkie? That's that's okay, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of cool. So yeah, so, do got, so do you got so do you shortening? Hey. So do so do people in Australia brunch as well? Um. Not so much. We call it morning tea. So, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. You call brunch morning tea? <laughs> yeah. But you got so brekkie have, before morning tea. Yeah. So you have brekkie. You have breakfast. Then around ten thirty, eleven, you have morning tea, and then you have lunch, and then afternoon tea and dinner. Oh, so y'all really be drinking tea for real, like real tea. It's not just like a a, a, a meal of the day. It's like we really don't uh, stop no, and have no, tea. No. It, it is. I think it's because obviously like you're colonized by the English who love their tea. So it is a meal, but it's like a snack. I like that, though. And I like tea. I'm, I might have to have <laughs> me some morning tea and some uh, afternoon tea. Well, lunch, what you call it? Lunch tea? You call it lunch tea? No. What 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 is it? What is the the name? What is it called? Oh, afternoon tea. Yeah, afternoon tea. I'm gonna have me some morning and afternoon tea from here on out. <laughs> after I have me some brekkie, um, bathers. That's that's pretty uh, self explanatory though. That means swimsuit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Ambo. Ambo. <laughs> It's for ambulance. <laughs> okay. Ambo. <laughs> okay. Call the Ambo. Um, call the Ambos. That is like real bogan talk. Like, that is, yeah, that's more like country people talking. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm speaking country. So this is a countryman <laughs> to a country speaking country. This is, this is real. This is full this circle. person was going to school that. <laughs> I don't know either, right? Biscuit. Which I know what a biscuit oh, is on okay, my end. So for yeah, this this is I'm cracking up because these are the things I had to teach my husband when he moved over here. Oh, that's funny. He was struggling. Uh, so for us, a biscuit is like a cookie. So you have that with your tea, but for you guys, it's like a burger. Right? No, no. <laughs> and I'll, yeah, I, don't, no. I still don't get it. <laughs> okay, so. So I'm assuming because you call a cookie biscuit, I'm assuming that what we call a biscuit doesn't exist 
in Australia as a pastry of choice. I'm assuming. No, no. Like from what my husband, like usually like talking about landing in LAX, the first thing he does is go to McDonald's and get the breakfast biscuit. Yes. And I can't wrap my head around like what this is because to me, what it looks like is like a scone. Yes, but the texture (laughs) of it is a lot softer and... Biscuits are like a cornerstone of breakfast in America and a cornerstone of just just general uh, southern dining and southern breakfast type of southern breakfast type of food. So you have, you know, your some people just put a biscuit on the side, you know, and just eat it with just mm. some type of jelly or jam or preserves. Yeah. 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 So that's that's how we eat scones is like with like whipped cream and jam. Like See, jam I could I've tried to eat a scone. And it's so to me, it's so in the middle. Like, I feel like I'm eating like a biscuit cookie. That's what it feels ah, like. Okay, got so you. I guess in in, uh, in in to speak as if I'm, it's like a biscuit biscuit. You know, that's the text. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So another word, bloke. Uh, a bloke is a guy, which Chewy. is like a real Aussie Aussie guy. Chewy. Chewy. Uh, chewing gum. Chrissy. Christmas. Okay, I'm gonna mess this up for sure. Good on ya. Good on ya. <laughs> good on ya, mate. It's like it's when you do a good job. Okay. It's like saying, um, I don't know what the American equivalent would be like. Like just good job. Okay, yeah, that would that's probably what we would say. Um, Mazi. A mosquito. Um. Okay, let me see. I think that's Prezi. Okay, okay, I can move on. Um, the let's see, is voting required in Australia? It is. Um, I once got a fine a couple of years ago because I didn't even know there was like a local election on, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know about it because like I don't watch like the news or anything, and so I got it. I got a fine in the mail. How much was it? You, I was like a hundred dollars or something. I can't remember. Damn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm not. I, 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 I tried to like dispute it, and I was like, I didn't even know there was an election on, and they looked at me like I live under a rock. It's funny because we actually just got done with the uh, with our midterm elections here in the states, and it was yeah. pretty controversial. Um, our government is pretty much like a reality show at this point. The whole I know the whole world is laughing at us um, because it's the news so, is like crazy. What you about to say? I don't understand what the point of the midterm is because I I was thinking that it was like we could like overthrow the president, but apparently that's not so. No, um, the midterm election is for essentially the other branches. This is, this is kind of the congressional branches the legislative branches of uh government so like you're talking about like the senators and uh and like congressmen and representatives and people who are who make up those committees um those people are voted for and um 
what makes that a powerful and important thing and something that people should have been kind of on is because that is what can affect the laws that the president could, you know, try to put in place. So if he tries okay. to do something, it has to go through them and they have to like say yes for it to even happen. Um, so that's the cool part about it because it's kind of like truly checks and balances now because before uh, midterm, it was like everything was one-sided. It was one specific party, political party, and it was just like, damn. Okay. Mm. Um, I guess, let me do two more. Uh, it says, there are high wages, no tipping, and prices include GST, which I'm assuming means tax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, tipping is something that I really have a problem with. <laughs> Because I found that at certain places in the States, you really get the feeling like they're really not genuinely being a nice person. They're only being nice because of the tips. Oh <laughs> and then, like, when you go to places that they don't tip, you just get mad attitude for no reason. It's like, okay, well, if I was tipping you, you'd be really nice. And that pisses me off. I'm going to tell you something. Because I'm with this Australian move right here. I have been telling so many of my friends, because the thing about it is, you're seen as a terrible person in the States, in most places, in most cultures, no matter what your ethnicity is, if you don't tip. And being black, they ex- being black, we amongst black people in America expect, we gotta tip. We gotta tip yeah. really well too, because people believe that we won't tip. And so it's like even more pressure on me to have my views on it because it's like this doesn't make sense. I they do not work for me. They are bringing food to me. They should not have yeah. to like showboat and like make sure like never let my, you know, water get to the bottom of the glass and be all in my yeah. face and you know be extremely attentive if they they're doing that just so they can feed themselves. Like yeah. I don't I don't really I personally don't agree with That's wrong. And like people say like, well, no, Rodney can't be like that. People got to pay their bills. I'm like, yeah, but I don't got to pay their bills. I'm not trying to pay their bills. It should be up to the company to increase the wages. That's that's it. And the the whole reason why it's a thing in the States is because of like this old, old, old time thing where essentially, you know, restaurant owners paid them a specific wage and. They essentially told them to, you know, well, ask or essentially pitch to whoever the patrons are to give you some more money, you know, after Mm -hmm. they pay for the food. And that literally became the custom. And then they literally created, you know, laws and regulation (laughs) around these things. Like literally Mm -hmm. most people who work in restaurants are literally being paid maybe like five dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like this it's like nothing like for like tipped tipped jobs that's literally all they got and I've worked I've worked in a tip job and like I still didn't agree with it I was like I'm just doing this because I just need a job but in my in my specific role wasn't me being so like in front of them I was like running food so I was just one person who was like making sure your plates were right and bringing food out to you I didn't have to like be in your face all you know the whole interaction but uh, let me get off my soapbox um, let me see. Let me that, see. That seems to be the theme with, with America is that everything or most things are based on old traditions and old ways of thinking. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely that. We we are very archaic with our sense of everything, really. Like everything. Almost everything can be drawn from something that was old as hell. Um, well, last question, last little, you know, difference, and then we can jump into kind of like the hot topic and wrap it up. And that is uh, the money. So it's a, I'm looking at a picture of some money and it's saying to me that there are, there are the $100, $50, 20 and 10 and five notes. And a two, a one, a fifty. I'm assuming I'm not. I don't want to call yeah. it cent. Fifty coin, yeah. twenty coin, yeah. ten coin, and I guess a five. Yeah, I don't know coin. Cent. What's it called? Five cents is the lowest so it, coin. Oh, I so have. it is called a cent. Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to call it what it what it wasn't. Um, okay, that's not too. That's not too deep. We kind of it's kind of similar here. We have twenty five instead of twenty, mm. and. Yeah. Yeah, we have 25 instead of 20. The $2, is it like paper money, though? No, ours is plastic. Plastic? Plastic, yeah. Really? So, like, if you happen to fall in the pool with your wallet in your pocket, <laughs> you'll be fine. Your money's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's the thinking behind it. <laughs> like, I'm sure you know, that's get in, what the reason was. You get in some, <laughs> get some water. You don't want your money to be messed up. Yeah. That's, now that's funny. I ain't gonna stunt. That's kind of funny. Um, but <laughs> plastic, that's, it would seem like plastic would be really easy to duplicate though, right? Oh, they have like their ways. They've got like specific patterns, like um, I don't know what it's called, but like there's different patterns that you have because it's plastic. It's like the colored plastic, and then you have a strip of clear plastic, and then in, within that clear plastic, they have like the codes and stuff to authenticate. Got you. It's a real note. Got you. Got you. And like here, we have two dollar bills, and two dollar bills yeah. are something that are like not so yeah. common. Like you probably have to, you literally have to go to the bank and probably ask for oh. two dollar bills to get two dollar mm-hmm. bills, and they treat them like, uh, like some type of novelty that you give like kids, like for their oh, birthdays, okay. give them like you know, <laughs> give them you know yeah. twenty twenty however many dollars in twenty in two dollar bills, and it's just okay. some cool little thing because it's like you never really get to see two dollar bills type of thing. Yeah. But um, to move on uh, to a spicier topic, mm-hmm. something me and you spoke on, um. And something that you mentioned, you know, earlier when you were talking about just the look, you know, mm-hmm. what's what what the look is for, you know, that beachy blonde hair, you know, Scandinavian looking woman on the beach, <laughs> blue eyes, you know, name is probably, you know, Gretchen. Um, <laughs> I would love I would love to know. And we spoke about this before, but there is some controversy going on within the industry of modeling and fashion. And that was mm-hmm. the um, comments from um, Victoria, some, a few Victoria's Secret uh, executives who essentially when kind of, you know, questioned or criticized on their sense of inclusion and diversity mm-hmm. within uh within their, you know, Victoria's Secret fashion show that is, uh, you know, it's always this kind of televised event. They came yeah. back with a very uh, non-progressive, very derogatory <laughs> and 
and, all, and, and certainly a, a definite type of response where it said we would never, you know, yeah. include plus size or transgender women within our sh- within our um, shows. And also we won't do it because this is all about fantasy. And this isn't, yeah. you know, that's that's not <laughs> fantasy, you know. And I would yeah. love to know, you know, what did you think about that type of news, and what did you, what just how did you feel about that? Yeah, well, obviously, like comments like that are very offensive um, to plus size women and trans women. But um, specifically with with plus size women, that's that's all I can speak on because that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, like being told that plus size women are not a fantasy, I think is ridiculous because we all know that. Um, a lot of people <laughs> would disagree with with that statement. Talk your shit, that. Lauren. Talk your <laughs> shit. It was like I, a, a lot of people of, would disagree. <laughs> yes, continue. Especially in light of um, Miss Jill Scott's latest. Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> <laughs> you seen that? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, um, let's. I'm not even going to go there, but. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that just, it just, he's just being honest. As a white man in America, he is honest about the fact that he's catering to um, white men. That is who he's marketing to. And that's what he said. He's, he's catering to, um, his market is men. So I guess it was surprising for a lot of women to hear that this show that we look up to and love and this brand that we love is not really marketing to us. They're mm-hmm. marketing to men. Yep. Um, so I guess. Well, Victoria's that, a man, right? <laughs> Like, I think that is. I think, like, the person who founded the company was a man, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it it all aligns. But, yeah, it just goes back to, um, you know, what we were talking about before about it's not really about us. It's it's all about what the men want to see. And that's that's where the fantasy comes into it. So, um, yeah, definitely disagree with with plus size women not being uh, worthy of being a fantasy, and I think that's because um, there's so much more than that. When uh, plus size women are not easily um, controlled or um, dominated, and you know what we were talking about before is, is that that's what a lot of the men's fantasy is is about. Um, especially like when you're looking back, maybe I'm going too deep into this, but if you're looking back into like the, especially the white male history mm-hmm. um, of, you know, world domination pretty much is going into different um, countries and colonizing those different countries. Um, you know, fast forward hundreds of years later, that is still what men want is they want a woman that's easy to control. Yeah. And I guess plus size women represent um, something that is is opposite to that. Mm-hmm. You know, plus size women represent um, strength and um, so much more than just a body. So. And, and I, I've spoken, you know, spoken to you about this, like in the so many different parts, so many different cultures um, in the Western Hemisphere revere um what I like to call bold and beautiful women. And I think it's interesting that, you know, we have these certain situations occur. I think 
I'm not surprised at all that this is the opinions of some 70 year old and and 50 plus year old white men. Um, but also, I think this is we need these types of things to happen to know where where these companies see the consumers, you know, because if they still are making these products, if they still are doing all these specific things, then it's like you want us to buy these things because you have these things within your you know specific places. But yet you really are saying you don't really want to market to us because this isn't really for you we don't want to show that you are a part of that kind of collective that we're essentially providing products for because you're not the exact uh model customer you know and i think it's uh it's very telling but i think it should show that you that you know it's cool to not fuck with Victoria's Secret you know yeah, it's cool exactly. to look other ways they aren't there's that's not right. just one thing and I think that's right. the part that uh, gets me that I think uh, people who try to like push back on people who are um, up in arms and who did not like the things that were said and one thing they said was uh he was like, we can't tell them who to market to and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I get that. I get business. I get all that. The part that's evil, the part that's very controversial to me is the fact of like adding on the fantasy issue, adding on because every every company markets to a specific demographic that happens, you know, hmm. and it's not in a uh, depending on what the product is. It's not it's usually not in a derogatory way. Um you know, for instance, like Victoria's Secret does these things with a male gaze in, in, in mind, but they will not have a man in lingerie on their, you know, on their runway. Yeah. No. So I, I get this whole like this is who we quote unquote are marketing to. They, they can pick who they want to sell to type of thing, but it's yeah. it's more to it. And it shows way more about the kind of like the. Ethos of the people who are a part of these things that they're literally condemning and saying that these individuals are not the fantasy of men because it's it's, it's yeah. it it makes this broad stroking kind of statement into something that's very evil and it adds to the hate and adds to the oppression of specific peoples and I just I've never been here for it and I've I've personally have always always you know I told I told you I told you the story like I've had crushes and I've yet. You know, I, I, I love my girl now, but in my past, when I was single and I would step to ladies, you know what I'm saying, who were curvy and, and just bodacious, they would be curving the hell out of my ass, too. You know, either probably maybe had a man already or something like that. So it's interesting. And also, I know so many men who do seek after these women who have gotten their necks broken on many occasions you know what I'm saying so it's interesting to kind of broad stroke it like that but like I said I do believe that in that same breath that there is this insecurity that a lot of men have when it comes to um, plus size women because it's like you can lust for them you can want them in private and secrecy and they could you know be everything to you and, and you know just in your house, but you don't want to claim her in public. You still want this, exactly. you know, skinny mini woman to be the one that you want to, you know, kind of be in front with and call mm-hmm. your, you know, your baby girl and your wife. 
And I think it's what do you what do you is is that something well, you see? I think that's definitely. I think that's a good point, and I feel like especially when when companies like this are being honest about who they're marketing to, that's a chance for these men to step up. Mm-hmm. And say, like, this is not what we want to see. You know, it's one thing for women to fight um, for diversity, but where are the men that love, um, you know, these plus size women? Where, why aren't they speaking up um, on behalf of of their girlfriends and their wives to say, no, I want to see someone that looks like my girlfriend and my wife on the catwalk, mm-hmm. and I want all women to be celebrated. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I think it's a good opportunity for men to to speak up about it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point that you make that, you know, there, there is this secretive thing that a hell of a lot of men are sitting at home fantasizing about plus size women. Mm-hmm. But you want to contribute to this idea that, um, you know, only one type of women are acceptable to, to be out with in public or to be um, in adverts or on, in magazines or on the runway. Um, so I think it's definitely time for men to step up and, and voice their opinion on stuff like this and stop being ashamed. Hell yeah. But it, it I think, as I've said so many times before, uh, it's, it's an uphill battle with uh, men of today. And I think what's beautiful about what's happening now and the times that we're living in is that we have acquired so much vocabulary to speak on the different uh, types of oppression and the types of elements of society that we did not even have names or words for, you know, a decade ago. And um, I think what's occurring now is certainly a paradigm shift where so many men have to look at themselves because they're finding out behaviors and things that they've been doing have been very volatile or have been extremely problematic and they didn't even think so you know thinking about just you know with the Me Too movement and men finding out like oh damn so me grabbing women that I'm trying to like get at is not good (laughs) me you know saying hey little mama on you know on the street corner to get somebody's attention isn't really the best way to go about it and it's now making everyone kind of you know be more on their p's and q's and what i i think now what's going on is this kind of like you know kind of like curling back like like i don't, don't want to just you know i ain't trying to you know rock the boat i ain't trying to get caught up or whatever whatever but i think people got to just continue to within their education and understand like it's not that deep it's not that hard just don't disrespect people or yeah. harm an indiv- harm exactly. individual. That's just essentially exactly. what it is, and it's and you just educate yourself on exactly what those things are, and it's you can yeah. still be you. You can still approach someone and be cool. Like yeah. it's fine. Like it's cool if you are rejected. You know, it's cool. If, <laughs> it really is, and it, that's that's mm. a big thing for me. I, I think that I, is a big thing. That's a big thing for me. I, I really want, I really want men to actively not be trash. And for us to like <laughs> grow ourselves up out the garbage and mm. be better because we are not because we, we've been that way for so long and we've just accepted the quote unquote, you know, negative connotations that come with men and even have, you know, invigorated those things by just saying, you know, that's just what men do. You know, men going to cheat sometimes, men going to whatever, whatever, men going to be immature a little bit longer. So just you got to be cool with that, you know, understand mm-hmm. that's just what it is. But for me, it, I've noticed how it's gotten me into a, not only a lot of trouble, just it's feel, it feels like it's stunned my growth in a lot of ways, just kind of unintentionally kind of 
just falling into what yeah. quote unquote you know men do and what men have been able to do for so long yeah. and I think yeah. you have to view yourselves view what you've done view how you've added to this space and then kind of like damn you know wrap that up and fix all of that you know take but, responsibility yeah you really do and start doing that work for real for real for real mm. but no I, I, I have um, only one more question Okay. And that is, I guess, when it comes to, you know, what you're doing now, what is, I guess, the greatest, I guess, message that you really want to convey with the work that you're doing now? And I'm talking about with the modeling, being a being a, a person that's you're doing every time someone takes a photo of you. You're helping so many. You're helping so many things all at once. Like that photo isn't just this glamorous shot, but it's like not only rep, it's representation. It's somebody being able to see themselves. It's so much going on just with that one photo. And I really want to make sure you understand that. And especially just when you speak of you know you know Gretchen on the beach and how that's the <laughs> the norm. Seeing Lauren on the beach. You know, it's something that I know so many, you know, Australian, you know, young women and women throughout, you know, all over the world, because the world is so connected now. We're literally speaking right now in the 16 hours apart. Um, mm. It inspires people. It lets people know that they matter. I would love to know, I guess, what is the overall message that you want to convey with the work that you're doing? Thank you so much. Um, I feel like the overall message, I mean, there's a few. It's hard to narrow it down to just one, but <laughs> I guess um, I the, the goal of my page is to make people feel um, like it's okay to be themselves. And um, you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to look like the next girl. You can appreciate um, not only your beauty, but your quirks and your um, the things that make you different. Um, you can appreciate that and love that. Um, and I guess the, the second thing, uh, probably the most important thing is that you are hundred percent worthy of love, um, mm. exactly how you are. And I think it's, it's definitely, I know everyone's on their own journey and at different places on their journey towards self-love. Um, but that's what I really try to promote in that if, you know, if no one's ever told you that you are lovable, um, I want you to feel that when you come to and visit my page that you are worthy and you are lovable exactly how you are, you know, despite your flaws, despite your weaknesses, um, those things are actually your strengths and that's what makes you who you are. Um, and yeah, I hope to just inspire people to um, be more conscious about the way that they're thinking about themselves um, and just to try and love themselves more because when we love ourselves, that's when we, you know, we really do make the world a better place because we can't control anyone else but ourselves. So when you're expressing love to yourself, um, that's how you show up in the world is um, from a loving energy. So. Mm. That's it. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm great. But no, I I really 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 appreciate you, Lauren, for not only you being you, for you giving me some of your time cuz I know it's precious, you know what I'm saying? You got you a whole you a whole parent out here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you a whole woman of the house out here, and so you don't have time for BS, you know what I'm saying? So your time is valuable, you feel me? So I'm glad and I feel privileged 
that you gave me just a just a piece of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All and I don't even know the amount of miles that you know <laughs> we are currently away from each other because right now it is dark out. It is thirty some degrees, okay. and it is literally six fifty p.m. And wow. right now you you know you it's almost time for morning tea over there. So <laughs> That's right. I'm about to boil the kettle. Look at that. <laughs> like my little how I came back with that. I'm learning something. I'm getting cultured out here, you guys. But no, yes, I really do thank you. I really do appreciate you. Um certainly, you know, love that this was an introduction to you on my show. And would love to, you know, bring you back another time. We can talk about some other things as well and dive even deeper into something else. Because I love not only do I love hearing you just speak, but I bet everyone who's listening is going to love this, too. And I know this is going to help so many people just hearing this. It's going to inspire so many people. And once they go to the page, like I said, Agape, I got you. You don't even have to say it. Agape (laughs) underscore Lauren. At Agape underscore Lauren on Instagram specifically. But I want you to give them any other uh, platforms that you may be on as well. Um, I'm on on YouTube, uh, The Lauren Experience. That's about it. And that's L-O-R-E-N. Yes. Yeah, because you know, yeah, because you got to, you know, it's a lot of different types of Lawrence on this side of the world. It's like you got your L-A-U-R-E-N's, you got your L-A-U-R-Y-N's, you know, you got, you you know, it's it's a lot. Just to mix uh, it up. Yeah, just to make sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I appreciate girl, it. I, I am. This is an honor. You feel me? This is good. This is just swell. This is swell. <laughs> um, but no, yes. If you don't know, now you know you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available. From Google Play to SoundCloud to Apple Podcasts. Um, no matter where it is, you can get it to it. Um Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. Make sure you leave a comment and a review. Shoot me an email at lifeasking1 at gmail.com if you want to come and join the show or just want to, you know, chat it up, talk about whatever. Keep it all going. Um, Continue the conversation on my Facebook page being the Simply King podcast page. And make sure you follow my uh, podcast page on IG being the Simply King pod. So. Appreciate y'all. We're on the road to 100. We almost there. It's almost end of year, too. So let's, you know, wrap this whole thing up with some dope content. I'm glad you guys are here with the ride going to this dope milestone. And I'm so glad that Lauren could be one of those ones getting real close to that one (laughs) zero zero. This is special. You know, it all had to happen the way this happened. You feel me? Um, And I love it. I love it. So. Appreciate you all for listening. Appreciate you all for supporting. And also for everyone who is listening, because this is an episode where we, you know, the topic was about body positivity. Make sure you follow me and make sure you check out my stories on not only a weekly, a weekly, uh, daily basis, but specifically on my Friday, which I like to call my fine ass Fridays. You understand? <laughs> Where I always gonna shout out somebody who don't get shouts out enough. You know what I'm saying? From the short guys to the long legged, tall women out here in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Women with the thick thighs. Cause we know you got issues too. We know people don't understand the plight of one with some thick thighs. And y'all gotta get y'all's too. Y'all gotta let it be known. Like it's all good. It's all cool. Y'all look. 
we I see you. If nobody see you, I see you. And you look good. You know what I'm saying? With thick thighs, girl. Keep it keep working. You know? Great. <laughs> so yes, if you love that type of positivity, definitely, definitely, definitely follow Lauren because she's eloquently just giving you all this great content. And just follow because she, she's just a beautiful individual. So keep it us up with all the positive glow, Lauren. We really do love you. But this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I am Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace. If I tell you, say I love you, oh. My money, my body, now your own, oh, baby. Party billion for the account, oh. Yeah. Versace and Gucci for your body, oh, baby. No, do, no, do, no, do, gotta, gotta for me. No do, no do, no do, say